Hi, this is Danielle Prada, the host of Sip in Soma, a podcast where I chat with inspirational people from South Orange and Maplewood, New Jersey, who are connecting, collaborating, and contributing to our communities. Check out the podcast on the web at sipinsoma.com, on Instagram, and on Facebook. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle Parada, your host of Sip in Soma. So excited to be back and bringing you another interview. Today, I just wanted to start with the acknowledgement of what's happening in our town. There's a criminal investigation that's been going on, and I'm not going to really talk about the investigation so much as the effect it's had on my friends and my neighbors and myself and my family. Um, you know, knowing that somebody's out there uh, who's doing things in our town or has done something to a person in our town is, is really just very difficult. Um, what I've realized is that it changed my life this week in a couple of different ways. One, it happened just a couple blocks from my own home. When I say a couple blocks, everything's relative. Um, you know, it's walking distance from my house. It's a couple of doors down from a child that I tutor and their family is really affected because it, it's their neighbors and it's really um, scary and upsetting and just, painful to watch your neighbors go through something and then also to worry very um, with a lot of intent almost worry with intention because we are we're a community where we have our kids go out in the backyard and think nothing of it and kids go down the block to go say hi to their friends and we think nothing of it and all of a sudden you know, at, at school, I've heard that they were not having kids go outside and play, and there's just a vigilance that is new and is hard and can be traumatizing. And for my own family, a reporter came up to my nanny and my children at the park and asked how they felt about the neighborhood and, you know, shared what had happened without too much detail, but that somebody had done something really terrible to my in front of my four-year-old. And what was so surprising to me about all of that, and we could go into whether that person should have done that or not. I, I think not, <laughs> because children are sponges for things that they hear and things that they see. And my son is no exception. He came home very distraught by the fact that there are bad people in the world. And you might say, well, what? You know, have I been, you know, sort of keeping him in a bubble? No. But up until this point, we've talked about stranger danger and all of those kinds of being safe all in a vacuum. It's like as if I, I talked about fire safety in a vacuum and then a couple of doors down somebody's house burned to the ground. It's just, it's different having the experience versus talking about being safe from the experience. So 
I was upset more that I did not get to control the narrative of bad things happen, something bad happened, and this is what we're going to do in response. Instead, he was told by a stranger and then had all questions. And it brought up for me this idea that I'm sure other families, other moms and dads and guardians and aunts and grandmas, all of you can relate to this. It's one thing to prepare to talk to your child about safety and and to have all the words to say those things. It's a different matter when I had my child looking in my eyes with fear um, and concern that somebody's going to come into our house and hurt him or his sister or me or his dad. So having him look at me and as much as I'd been prepared for these conversations by all the books and the articles I've read and the conversations I've had, it was different. And, you know, I, I woke up last night in a panic because, you know, something, you know, probably fell outside and like jolted me out of my sleep. And none of us want to live in panic. None of us want to live in fear, but fear does take hold sometimes and I use this great app called insight timer that has meditations on it and I searched fear because I needed some soothing and I needed some soothing immediately and I listened to this wonderful meditation that I'll share in the show notes it was all about how fear constricted this woman and talked about the internal constriction of fear. I don't know about you, but I feel fear in my body when I'm scared. My stomach tightens, my throat feels like somebody's holding it. And it's, it, it physically, fear physically manifests itself inside of me. And in this meditation, it talked about how this woman felt all of these, all of these feelings from fear. And instead of just feeling the feelings, um, she resisted against them and, and tried to hide from them and tried to distract herself from them. And this just made the fear hold on for longer, hold on tighter. And finally, she heard a voice or some thought came to her that she should listen to the fear. And the fear, and this, granted, this is my recollection of it or how I took it in, the fear told her that its purpose was to remind her to live and to remind her to live with purpose and to live thoughtfully and to do that more and more and more so that fear would be diminished, fear would come by less. And I really liked that because it helped me make sense of these feelings that I'm having and this awful physical feeling I feel when I fear when I feel fear and so I was able to get back to sleep for which I was eternally grateful because I don't like um, that feeling of tossing and turning and I got back to sleep and in the morning I woke up and I spoke with my children and I was able to say yes something scary happened and we are now really paying attention to all of the ways that we have to keep ourselves safe. But that's what fear can do for us, is fear can remind us to 
live thoughtfully and do that. Yeah, we need to lock our doors and lock our windows and we should be going, yeah, you should be going outside with me right now. And and even when you're outside in the backyard without me, you need to be aware of your surroundings and if something doesn't feel right, then you need to come and talk to an adult. And we went over it in a way that didn't feel scary, that didn't feel emotionally charged in this way where the anxiety took over, the, the, the tone of anxiety took over the conversation. So I just want to let everybody out there know that I hope that you're handling this um, as best as you can. I've been talking to people I also have my own healthcare providers that I will be talking to because I know that incidents like this bring up other trauma for me. And I just want to assure you that those of us out there who do feel this fear and do feel a sense of panic, we are out there. Um, and some of us are feeling it too. If you're feeling that way, please know that, that there are friends out there that you can talk to family out there and there are definitely professionals that can help you with that and I hope that everybody is getting the support that they need and also listening to the advice which is yes take take the precautions to be safe but I would also say let's also live our lives um, with thought and you know not hibernate inside all of the time um, so that we don't become lonely and scared. So I just wanted to mention that because I know that it's a big topic that's out there and I feel that it's really important. Um, another big important topic that's out there for me is education and you've heard me say it before. Just wanna remind you again that, you know, election season is here. I can't believe we're more than halfway through October, just a couple of weeks before we'll be voting and Hashtag vote local. Make sure that you're getting aware of all of the events um, so you can attend the events and learn about candidates or being aware of candidates. I've put it out there before. I'll put it out there again of how you can find out about the candidates. Village Green is a great resource um, and a lot of our organizations are doing some really great events, debates, and just educational discussions to ensure that people can really be informed voters so make sure you're doing that and then I'm I'm so excited to bring you this interview now I spoke with Amon Wilkerson who is the founder and owner of Order Grabbers Order Grabbers is a it's both a, um, a website and there's an app that you can download and you can order food from our local businesses in South Orange and Maplewood. And let me tell you, Aman and I had a very rich conversation that didn't just focus on what his business is, but focused on the importance of how the business works to support our local community. And, you know, guys, when you, when you are ordering food from our local communities, you are helping those businesses and you are also helping with the employment in our town because the people that work for those businesses are then also benefiting and then that all comes back to all of us in our community and in addition Aman has a great vision for how he can help 
the youth in um, Seton Hall, the students of Seton Hall, um, take more of a part in this business and learn about entrepreneurial uh, ways of doing business and also how to help a business succeed. So I think that it's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll have all the information on how to order from Order Grabbers in the show notes. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle Parada from Sip and Soma. Hello out there, everyone. Um, so, you know, I'm doing my video and my audio now, so I had to wave to the camera. I just wanted to say hey and thank you for listening. I have a brand new interview today. We have Aman here from Order Grabbers, and it's going to be really great. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to look at you a little bit on camera, and then we're going to look at each other. <laughs> um, but Aman's going to tell us about his amazing new local business and how we can hashtag shop local, hashtag eat local through using Order Grabbers. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Order Grabbers to start. Sure. Good morning, Soma. This is uh, Amon Wilkerson, um, the owner of a local delivery service called Order Grabbers. Um, Order Grabbers is a restaurant marketplace and delivery service. It's where you can uh, order from some of Soma's you know, local restaurants and have it uh, delivered by the Order Grabbers team right to your home, office, or university there at uh, Seton Hall University. Cool. And how did you come up with this idea? I mean, we have so many... I feel like we have so many ordering services. Right. What I love about yours is that it's supremely local. Right. And so, so that was the that was the whole point is to, to be able to offer something that is 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 hyper local, right? Um, I spent the last uh, seven years uh, in this space, on demand delivery space. Oh. Um, the last um, company I worked for was called Order Up, based out of Baltimore. And so in 2014, we were a startup company. Um, our two founders went out and raised uh, $10 million from Steve Case's uh, VC fund, Revolution, who was the founder of AOL. Um, and then uh, we used that to kind of grow the business. Uh, my role with the company was um, director of content outside sales. Um, ideally, what I did was go out and launch the business in multiple markets, several markets throughout the country. Uh, and I think over a course of four years, I did about 10, 12, 12 markets. Uh, most of them really um, uh, uh, secondary markets, uh, college towns like Cincinnati, Nashville, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, Providence, Rhode Island, College Station, Texas, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you name it. So I spent um, several years uh, traveling a lot. I would say traveling anywhere between two and three weeks out of the month. Um, and, uh, you know, during that time I, I acquired a lot of, uh, United miles. Yeah. Uh, I acquired, I probably hit the, uh, the platinum level at, uh, Woo! several, uh, hotel, uh, chains. So, uh, while I was away from family, we, we, the family still benefited because we were able to, uh, take some trips using miles and, and stay in, stay at quite a few places, uh, uh, through uh, hotel points and, and free stays, things of that nature. So um, it was a, a fun experience. Um, I got to learn a lot about the business. Um, I think the biggest thing that drew me to that is that I had spent a lot of time working with small businesses and merchants uh, in, in several markets. Uh, and, and I've always been in a sales, sales management or business development type role. Um, and having already been in that industry, 
this was a great opportunity to be to be able to work with a startup, see that whole process from uh, raising capital to ultimately getting the following year, 2015, 16 or so, or 15, um, we got acquired by um, uh, Groupon for, for $100 million. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so the, the last two years, we had worked underneath the Groupon umbrella for, for a little bit. And then last June or last July, they sold us uh, to Grubhub. Wow. And so I saw the whole process from start to finish. Um, and uh, ultimately, um, you know, I, I didn't want to work at a larger company. I, I wanted to really tap into my entrepreneurial spirit and be uh, and get into this business uh, on my own. I'm fortunate enough that I had made a lot of contacts um, early on, um, and one being uh, a technology company down in North Carolina called um, Data Dreamers. And so Data Dreamers is a a a SaaS-based platform that allows entrepreneurs such as myself uh, the ability to uh, start a localized delivery business. Um, in that in in that world, we we call them RDSs, which is our restaurant delivery service okay. companies. Can you stop for one second sure. and say what's a SaaS platform? It's just software as a service, meaning okay. it's not like you know you're not putting a, 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 a software into your computer. Everything is in the cloud. It's downloaded, oh, and so okay. you know, so it's. You know, an acronym for you know, yeah. cloud. Us, us techies, right? Us, us like low techies. Right. Like I'm low tech. I'm right. Like, okay, I've got my iPad. Well, there's no <laughs> way, there's no CD to inject oh, into God. your computer CDs. to actually. I don't even have download the software. I don't even have like a desktop computer right. anymore. I mean, let's be real here. It's right. Everything's on the cloud. I just don't know what it's called. Right. <laughs> So, I, so I, I stuck a relationship with them a couple years ago uh, when I was um, launching the Raleigh, North Carolina market. Yeah. And um, we'd just been in touch, you know, f ever since then. And the opportunity came to to say I can help them with sales, but at the same time, um, I can use the platform as a resource to start my own business <sighs> and use that as a way to educate other entrepreneurs okay. about the platform. Pause. Sure. Bravo. Because I love that. This is one of my favorite things. First of all, entrepreneurship is all about, like, people say the side hustle. But what I hear you saying is that, like, you took this company. You're like, okay, I'm going to work for you. But I want to use your platform to do my own thing. And they were cool with that. Absolutely. And and I think that's amazing because for, well, they obviously at one point were a startup too. They're, they they are they were a startup, but they are they've are pioneer. They've been in the space uh, and developing uh, awesome tools for for entrepreneurs to be in this space for twenty years. That's amazing. Um, and I think most people don't realize that delivery isn't anything new. Like the Grubhubs and the E twenty fours and these guys, they they didn't just start this business. This right. business has been around for twenty plus years. Yeah. It just so happens that a few guys got together, raised a bunch of money, and developed technology like that right and so while there's other there's a whole other subculture out there that is rds world that are hundreds of independent restaurant delivery service companies out there well guess what their software is coming from two to three other companies data dreamers awesome. is one of the bigger yeah. companies that offer that technology to independent uh, re uh restaurant delivery service companies so but it's such a great 
synergy. If I if I'm, I say I use, I'm I'm bringing back the word synergy, people, because I feel like it's a new it's a it's a new understanding of that word because right. that word has been overused by people who are like synergy, 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 right. but didn't really mean it or didn't really mean it in such a meaningful way. Like mm. this is a company that's so well established and but still like supporting their employees because you're working for them but with your own dreams to do something different right well that's the that's the whole concept is is data dreamers right it's yeah. it's, it's it's helping individuals that are dreaming of of being an entrepreneur and running their own type of business in so the sense cool. that like data dreamers provides the technology that will that will help you uh, see those dreams come come alive. That's awesome. You know, so um, it, it is more of a of a entrepreneurial type partnership with them, um, and you know these guys are, are are great. They're really good at what they do, um, and we we've already done some great things together in terms of opening up new uh, setting up new um, owners, um, and I think now one of the cool things that we are looking to do is um, really look at. Um, partnering with restaurant groups, small restaurant groups, um, because the one thing that we're looking at is that we have um, a buddy of mine that I used to work with at, at Order Up. Um, he's out in Iowa City, um, and uh, he what he did in his business was that he partnered with about twenty or so restaurants, and what they did was because you know Grubhub came to town with this this attitude of. You know, we just bought Order um, Order Up, you know, which was their biggest com- competitor, right? So, right. you know, Grubhub really grows their business by acquisition, right? So they go, they, they're struggling to compete with a business locally, um, and it's a sound business. They'll they'll purchase it, they'll buy it because they can't compete because they have the money to actually do that. So yeah. kudos. I mean, that's a. I mean, obviously, that's any business would do that. Um, you know, you can't be mad at them for doing that. But the reality is, is that they came into a situation where they went and bought the incumbent, which is order up. Uh, but they, but they went to the restaurants and said, "Well, you know, you don't have a choice but to work with us now." You know, with this attitude of, you know, we just bought order up, so you know, you didn't want to work with us before, but now you don't have a choice to work with us. And so that type of attitude pissed a bunch of people off. And so Adam was very smart in a sense that he got, he rallied a bunch of restaurant owners together. They formed their own like restaurant group, right? And started their own delivery business out there called Chomp. And they're killing it. They're crushing it. They're they're, they're averaging over 400 orders a day. Um, Every, all that. Everything is being processed through um, our techno- our data dreamers technology wisdom. Um, it's on auto dispatch. I mean, it's just it's a phenomenal story. I love telling it because I love it. It's it, it's a it's it's um restaurants are smartening up, yes. right? They are starting to realize that you don't have to use multiple third party services if you have a local option, right? You know that is going to be that you're going to have a better relationship with, that you're going to own your own customer data, and that you have a point of contact. And they're not going to charge you 30 35% for the order. you know. So I, I think restaurants are really starting to smarten up and be like, listen, if, if, if there's a local option, you know, why wouldn't I use that local option? Right. So, well, let's get to order grabbers then. So it's that's good to basically order grabbers. sounds like Chomp 
in South Orange and Maple no, Blood. Yes, but they are a much larger scale because they're at the University of Iowa, which is 35,000 plus students, small market. Um, and so they're really, really doing well. Um, and I think they're kind of an anomaly because all Adam had to do was roll his order up relationships into Chomp. And ultimately what happened is they're basically blocked out Grub Up. Yeah. Because yeah. he because the top twenty five or so restaurants all put in to structure this this Trump opportunity. Wow. And so now, you know, Grubhub's only out looking in. Cool. You know, so that, that so that's a that's a really yeah. cool story. So <laughs> what we're trying to do really is kind of duplicate that duplicate that type of model to go to a small restaurant group that says that may have five to ten concepts locally that will say and we can go to them and say, listen, you know, up until now you haven't had access to technology that will allow you to control your delivery program mm-hmm. and control your customer data and also have marketing tools to help you engage with your customers by sending the right message to the right customer at the right time, right? All that is embedded into the wisdom platform. And so now if we can go to Wisdom is just the name of of the 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 plat the SaaS based platform that Data Dreamers offers. Okay. All right. And so and so now that we 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 can really kind of use the the Chomp uh, example, mm-hmm. now we have something that we can actually say to or actually show um, restaurant groups that look, if you're spending 20 to 30% you know, for two or different, two to three different um, platforms, and you don't own your customer data, and you're having not the best user experience. Well, guess what? We have something that will enable you to take that control back, right? And control your own delivery platform. Most restaurants got out of delivery because they had no way of actually managing it. Yeah, I feel like you know? I feel like the whole idea of using apps of you know i mean i'm a big fan of even something that's probably really low tech which is just like google forms and things like that right. it helps me it just helps me run my business better absolutely and it helps me collect data without having to handwrite or you know hire somebody else to do it cuz it's it's something that can be like my virtual assistant when mm-hmm. i need it um but yeah, so like how does Order Grabbers work? So So Order Grabbers works very similar to any of the bigger national brands that you would, would think of, like a Grubhub or E24, Seamless, uh, Uber Eats, DoorDash. We have both a uh, an uh, iOS app as well as an Android app um, located both in Apple Store as well as Google Play Store. Um, and it's very easy. The customer goes down whichever you know platform they're on, they, they download the app. Um, they put in their address, and then what will happen is the list of restaurants uh, in the local Soma area will pop up and show you maybe 15, 18, uh, and gradually more uh, restaurant offerings. And then you basically just choose a, choose a restaurant, pick your, pick your pick what you want to um, order, place the order, uh, and within 60 minutes, your order's at your home, office, or at Seton Hall. Um, it's pretty cool, pretty easy, um, and what's really cool about the platform is that um, you're notified every step of the way. So as soon as the order is accepted, you get a push notification to your device, letting you know, hey, you know, Aman has accepted your order. He's right. on his way to the restaurant to pick it up. Once once I get to the restaurant, as a driver, I would 
on my driver app, I would click on at restaurant, which would send you another po- another push notification to say, hey, Amon's at the restaurant. He's yeah. waiting for your order, and he'll be leaving shortly. That happened to me. Right. So I ordered from through Order Grabbers. Yes. So I work at Work and Play. And I love the way that sounds. I work at work and play. <laughs> and uh, such a fun place to work. And we, actually, that's how we met. Exactly. I work at work and yeah, play. Yeah. Listen, networking. <laughs> guys, let me just tell you a little entrepreneurial secret right now. It's a, not a secret. Go to work and play. It's a great place. You need to have office space because you get to meet people and network. And you just never know what's going to happen. And you were really generous to offer all the people at Work and Play a code to get yep. a discount right. on our orders, and which gave Amon some information because then we got to try it out. I tried it out. I ordered um, falafel from mm-hmm. Falafel Yours, who I like. I love that place. Um, and yeah, I got a notification that my order was accepted. Then I got a notification that the driver was at Falafel. And then I got a notification that I was like on my on his way. Yes. And you had a nice window because yep. I thought it was going to be longer and it was shorter. Right. And that made me very happy. Yep. Um, because who doesn't want to get their lunch a little earlier because we always order too late. Right. We order when we're hungry versus like thinking ahead. Right. So, and then the order arrived and the food was great. It was just, it was, I could have been sitting there. Like right. It was, and that also has to do with the restaurant. So, how do you choose restaurants? How do you... Do you help restaurants like self-select if they're the right restaurant to be with your app? Yeah, so I, I think ultimately we want a variety of different type of food types and mm-hmm. cuisine. So um, ultimately, you, you know, um, it's you'll know um, depending on the cuisine. So like a lot of seafood type foods is not the best to travel, mm-hmm. um, but anything that is. You know, a lot of ethnic foods travel really well, right? Like, it's it's hot. They, you know, whether it be Asian, Indian, Afghanistan, you know, like, a lot of the ethnic foods really travel well. So, that those are, like, go-to. Like, you got to have those on your platform, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, then there's always the pizza. Then there's yeah. always... Then, you know, when I first got into this industry, um, restaurants were like, well, you know, burgers don't really travel well. But the reality is, is that the top two, I think foods that that get ordered the most is sushi and burgers yeah and you just said seafood doesn't travel so, either, but, but you not seafood. Order. like like you yeah. like you can't like get like um you know lobster linguine or something along yeah, those yeah, lines yeah. like um or or um scallops yeah right no, like scallops travel terribly so don't yeah don't order scallops okay. i don't think i have even scallops really, an option on, really, on order it shouldn't grabbers be. Um, you need to have them right from the kitchen to the table. Like, ask Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, so... Why not, you know? So the whole... So the thing is, is that you want a variety of options, um, and you work with the restaurant. So, like, if I'm sitting with a restaurant owner and he's got, like, you know, 75 items on his menu, I may have him scale that down. Yeah. Right? Um, but the, 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 the challenging thing is that, like, if you look at a, a, a sushi or a Chinese restaurant, they've got like 200 items on their menu. Yeah. Like you can't really scale that down. You just have to just, you know, get it online somehow, right? Yeah. Um, but there's some restaurants where you want to scale down uh, their menu, maybe offer the top 20 items that, that they want to they, they want to offer. Um, but it's all about setting the right expectation for the customer, right? Yeah. And so um, there are certain restaurants, so like Bayleaf, right? Depending on what you order at Bayleaf, it may take 40 minutes for, for it to be prepared. And at a any given time, so it's a Friday or Thursday night, they could be they could be really busy. And so if we set the expectation that your delivery is gonna take 75 minutes, um, 
you're not upset if it comes in 75 minutes. But if we set that expectation at 60 minutes and it came in 75, you might be a little bit upset. Yeah. So everything is really tied to what the um, restaurant make time is for their food. That's great. And so we can adjust that on the on the on the restaurant profile side uh, by awesome. by like if it's Thursday through Saturday, we can change that make time to 40 minutes. So that we're setting the right expectation to the yeah, customer, yeah. and like sometimes we, you know, sometimes for whatever reason, like it, it, it could be, um, it could be uh, those uh, expectations may be off a little bit, um, but the driver um, is re- is is basically required to reach out to the customer if they're if they get to the restaurant and the restaurant says hey it's going to be a little bit longer than we anticipated because of as you can see right we have a full house yeah which which i always say to drivers um is that this is a business of communication the restaurant has to communicate to us we have to communicate to the customer and so without that community that 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 flow of communication that affects the experience that's awesome so the whole idea is that look if you know you're gonna be late reach out to the customer yeah right um if you get to the restaurant and they say look it's gonna be an additional 10 minutes reach out to the customer and let them know you're at the restaurant they said it's gonna be an additional 10 minutes how empowering is it though for like i even feel that whatever you think about uber and things like that Mm -hmm. like i just find the communication that we're bringing into these industries so empowering for the person who's working for you like the drivers are empowered to say absolutely like hey you know the, the restaurant's like jam-packed and so they want to get the order out to you but it's going to take a little longer and that's just and then on my side it's like i have real compassion for that like and yay right. they're a jam-packed restaurant my right. favorite restaurant everybody's going there like that's okay right. you know i mean i couldn't make it there tonight but i'm so excited my local business is doing well and I think that that's like the big shift for for all of us is just like this communication when done well and when done with purpose and when done with understanding can really just bring us together. What I love about your business is that it's so community oriented. Yeah, and we, we want to hire within the community. Um, my, my overall vision of what this marketplace will be is that I want it to be um, a, a student run business. Um, and, and so, because I, you know, I'd hired a, um, uh, a senior, uh, Seton Hall University student. She's a brand ambassador. She's a brand ambassador? So, as we say a brand ambassador. She is someone that's advocating for, for order grabbers at Seton Hall. Um, she is helping us understand the dynamics and how to uh, engage and go through the process of, you know, being a vendor that is allowed to engage with students on campus. Super. Um, and, and so she's been very instrumental in walking us through that process and getting us getting us in the door. Um, and and so starting in October, uh, we will have access to eight dorms. Um, I think we've got two or three uh, events already confirmed uh, at three of the dorms. Uh, and so we're gonna we're hopefully gonna get through all eight dorms within the next six to eight weeks. So what kind of events are you doing? So we'll do just like a tabling event. Like I'll I'll get um, uh, one of our restaurant partners to uh, offer up some some food samples uh, for the students, uh, and you know we'll have uh, a special uh, discount code for them to use. Um, ideally, what we're we're trying to do is get students to download the app and try the service out. Yeah. And so, uh, and we understand we have to incentivize customers to actually use the service first, right? Yeah. Um, 
like any good business. Yeah, so um, we're we're all for offering incentive uh, to customers that that want to try the service out, um, and so we'll have a table there at the, one of the dorms in the lobby or outside or whatever, um, and we'll have some food there. Um, we'll have some some music. We'll have some um, some giveaways. We'll right. have a a, a a form for them to. Um, put their email address yeah. and and da- and like just check off download their app download cool. our app and then they get something in return that's great um and so we're trying to do that at all eight dorms between now and the end of uh and before they go away for thanksgiving break yeah uh, and i think that's a great way to, to to get engaged with the students but at the same time we wanted to we wanted to give them some time because they just got back a couple yeah. weeks ago or uh, just to, get, right, to get to get settled so we didn't pounce on them right um but i think we're just taking a very slow, methodical, strategic approach to okay. really trying to build that relationship um, with uh, with Seton Hall and the students there. Second but, bravo, because you're so smart to do it before Thanksgiving break, because the sweet time for delivery service is between Thanksgiving and before they go home, because right. that's the finals right, time, of course. right? And so we'll have some things planned for them at, at, at finals, um, but, but back to my vision of having order grabbers be a student run um uh business is that being that i you know i have this this senior on she's an honors program very very bright student um one thing that i really would love is to have you know someone that is a senior or grad student that is studying marketing someone that's a senior or grad student that is studying business management and give them an opportunity hopefully they can get um this can be part of their senior project or part of their um uh or give them an opportunity to get credits for it but also make a little bit of money as well and this way they get real practical experience running a business yeah management as well as marketing and really engaging in their student body um, and having that get turned over year over year with a select group of students. Yeah. And so I really want this to build us into that type of opportunity where like every year there's a new group that's managing and getting that experience that they can use in their resume, that they are getting real practical experience running a business. Yeah. Um, how do we grow leaders if we don't give them the chance to lead? Exactly, um, and and so I think this is a prime market for it. I mean, Seton Hall is relative. It's, it's what ten thousand students. Um, the marketplace is Maplewood and South Orange, um, so I think it's like the prime uh, market to be able to build this this type of. Um, a business here and have students really get involved in it and be part of it. That's awesome. Um, because we, you know, my experience working with uh, in launching new markets in in college towns per se, um, you know, I think they they want something like that. They they want to be involved in that local business that all the other that, that all the students are that really like you know. And so if you have someone that's a senior who is is studying business management now, they are the local general manager and you have someone that's studying marketing or digital marketing and now they're the uh, they're the local community marketing manager um, they're getting practical experience and everything from a marketing standpoint everything they create they use for their portfolio amazing you, you know and everything that that amazing. person does yeah. it, you know, from a management perspective they can go into a job interview and be like yeah my the last 12 months 
um, I was managing a local restaurant marketplace and delivery service. And by the way, this is what I was doing. Right. Right. Here's data. And here's, here's in, exactly. real information, not like in my project. Exactly. I did this, but but actually, like the market did this. Right. And then so we reacted and we had a challenge here. Right. And it's a good segue into challenges. So what challenges... A lot, had. a lot. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, okay, you're the, I'm on first time. Usually I ask this question and people are like, I can't, I don't know. No, they're lying to you. <laughs> Anyone that's starting a new business will tell you that, that every day is a challenge and that uh, you're constantly being faced with, should you do this or should you not? Or, you know, where can you cut costs? I mean, everything, every day is a challenge, right? Yeah. Um, because as an entrepreneur and as someone that is, is starting a business, as an entrepreneur, you're doing obviously other things, right? Yeah. You're not just focused on one thing. So while I have other things going on, this is still uh, a primary focus of mine. Um, but I think some of the challenge are, you know, the day-to-day uh, in terms of management, developing relationships, restaurants, getting content on, on the website, um, y- you know, hiring drivers. Um, right. You'd be surprised that's the biggest challenge uh, in this type of business because, Every third party out there um, that is delivering um, is competing for the same driver. Right. Um, and so I think that is going to be a challenge moving forward. And it will always be a challenge. Yeah. Um, because I think ultimately for every 10, 15, 20 drivers, you may hire a handful of them stay. Yeah. Because, you know, if, you, if you're someone that's constantly looking for a delivery driver position, you're always humping to, you, you know, you're always thinking the grass is greener on the other side. Right. And it never really is. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they may, they'll, they'll, they'll come on board for a week and then, you know, they may get a job somewhere else and do that for, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of inconsistencies in terms of hiring drivers. Well, I, you know, this is what happens when I start talking about this. Now I'm like brainstorming. I'm like driver program like, <laughs> ma- like like maybe having a program where this is like driving is just the beginning right but like what do you really want to do well, and can you grow into the company in other ways starting with being a driver yep and i've taken that approach and i've got about two drivers that are interested in marketing okay Ooh. so that's a that's a start um i i think one of the other things is that that I haven't done yet, but but I'm looking to do once we start getting on campus and starting to engage with those customers is hiring some Seton Hall University students for driving. It would be a great gig for them to um, work around their class schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're shifting our um, our hours of operation in this marketplace to um, from 5 to 10 instead of, you know, from 11 to 3 and then 5 to 9. Um, getting feedback from our uh, brand ambassador um, she said, you know, you're probably really not going to get a whole lot of lunch orders from, from the students because in between classes, they're more likely to just go to the cafe and get something, which is understandable. Um, and then, you know, from some customers that order, it was like, ah, oh, you know what, like I got home late. I was wishing, wishing you guys were open later because in this marketplace, I realized a lot of people are moving from New York City, yes. specifically Brooklyn. Shocker. <laughs> so um, those, are type of, those are type of customers that we want to be able to – uh, offer a little bit of a, a later service for. Yes. Uh, what we really so, need is a restaurant or a couple that will stay open till. Well, you're right, and so that was the only cha- <laughs> that's the only challenge is that most restaurants uh, close or uh, their kitchens close between nine and yeah. ten. Um, but so so we, we've we've changing that to be uh, five to ten. 
Um, and then if that goes really well, we may extend it to 11. Um, but we, but the 11 to three, we just really don't get a whole lot of traction there for, for lunch at this yeah. point. And I think because the weather's been kind of weird, I think we're not in peak delivery season yet. So I feel like after the new year, maybe in January sometime, that may be a time to open up for lunch because yeah. ultimately, like if you work locally, your chances are you wanting to walk outside your door to get something to eat, probably pretty slim. Yeah, you could probably do that like seasonally. Right. You know. So and that's and that's kind of what I wanted to do is like so for the first couple of weeks you've been kind of feeling out the marketplace, yeah. seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, um, and really trying to come to a decision where, you know, how do I make this marketplace work, um, which will allow me to do other things. Cool. When the so, five to ten definitely helps me do and focus on other things yeah. from nine to five. Yeah. So, wow. how much time do you have in your day? <laughs> so I I love this. This is a great conversation, and I would love for it to keep going and going. So part two, stay tuned. But I want to ask you a couple questions sure. before we leave. One is. Um, so what are some of your favorite places to shop local, eat local, or be local in South Orange and Maplewood? So I like B, uh, BGR. Okay. Uh, that's probably one of one of my favorites. I like Falafel Yours. What do you order from BGR? So I've tried a couple of their burgers. I like the tuna burger. Uh, oh. I like the chicken sandwich. I didn't even know they had a tuna burger, and that's yeah, why I haven't they, gone there. They have, because... an, they have an ahi tuna, tuna burger, which is really, I mean, it's a now slab of ahi tuna. So, you know, it's it's... It's like a, a little mini ahi tuna steak. Yeah. So, which is great. Uh, I've had okay. that a couple times. Their chicken sandwich is pretty good. Um, BGR, I, I'm coming to you. And you know why I'm coming and, to you? Because of Amon. And just, just so you know, BGR is, has turned out to be one of our really good restaurant partners. Um, you know, they really get the whole local thing. Um, and... Um, um, and people gonna, are ordering burgers even if they don't travel. We, right? we, we, we're we're going to be doing some really good things with BGR uh, in in the coming weeks, uh, and so look out for look out for that um, because they they're they're one of our our better parts along with um, um, the dancing blender. You know, I've always felt like the dancing blender has like been in the back of my mind, but mm -hmm. I don't. It's not the place I think of when I want to get a smoothie, and it's starting to change because I work over at work and play. Right. So now I see it all the time, yeah. but living, I live in Maplewood, yep. and I see a lot more in Maplewood. I love that I now work in South Orange, yeah. so I can really get to know the businesses there. Yeah, so... Oh, that's cool. Dancing yep. Blender, I would think, would be really Seton Hall. It, it, well, well, Manny, the owner there, has a good relationship with the athletics department over yes. at uh, Seton Hall. So um, that, awesome. that he's got a great thing going there. Um, you, you know, my goal is to help him penetrate the other area of the, of the student body at, at Seton Hall. Yeah. Um, and that, and obviously that takes time. Um, and, and so that's what we're working on with. Hashtag patience for entrepreneurs. Right, right. right. And that's the key is, is you definitely have to have patience. And, and one of the things is you really just have to be able to, uh, uh, understand when it's time for you to stop and regroup and sometimes pivot in a different direction um to to so your business survives cool you, you know so but so those are my some of my favorite places um in terms of retail i mean i think the um uh the sadie's is, is a pretty cool retail spot yes. um i know I, I think they i don't know how long they've been around um but but it's a it's a it's a nice little boutique for kids kids types clothing and things of that nature so i really like that women and men too uh, i see, bought guys okay 
best story ever. I went in there for a bake sale for one of the organizations that I interviewed, Take the Cake. Mm -hmm. And I'd never been there before. And they had all these awesome shirts for me, all these awesome like things. But then I was like, I have a I have a birthday party to go to for a guy. Yep. Like his 40th birthday party. And the woman at the counter was just like, well, we have flasks. We have these really cool flasks. And we also have all these other, they had tons, they have actually like, what I would say for a boutique, like right. tons of items to choose from. And I got him this cool flask and a bottle of liquor from local, one of the local shops. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was over, I mean, he was over the moon. He thought yep. it was the coolest thing. And I thought it was the coolest thing that I went to a place where I had a limiting belief that it was like just for either young women or maybe, maybe for me. Now I know it's for me, but also I was able to get a present for my, for my guy friend there. So that was cool. So you know that too. Yeah, two other well, two other good spots of of, of, of mine is um, Wild Ginger, the Thai place. Yeah. Um, my wife and I ate there several weeks ago. We really liked it. It's pretty good, really good, good food there. Um, and then in terms of pizza, I would say so far my my favorite pizza is Sabatino's. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys, penetrating. Sabatino's is there. is is is, uh, is legit. Wow. I'm a, I'm a pizza person. Anybody from New Jersey is, like, pizza is probably uh, at some point have and been Brooklyn. a... And Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. <laughs> the tri-state area, I must say, because when you travel outside the tri-state area, everyone thinks they do good pizza, but it's not the same. No. Mm -hmm. um, but so, uh, Sabatino's is, is phenomenal pizza. I think of Sabatino's as in the true Soma. Like they're, I don't know if they're South Orange or Maplewood because they're in the middle. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're right there, right on the, right on the cusp. So, yeah, um, that's great. And then awesome. that's it. I mean, there's, a, there's a, obviously there's, a, there's a, a bunch of other places, but um, I think those are the most recent great experiences I've had with their food cool. and or, or retail. I think, I think Soma probably needs a few more uh, pretty cool retail places. Yeah. Um, we can, we're, we're, we're always working on it. Yeah, so, yeah, but, 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 yeah. Where can we find you besides the app? Um, like, are you on Facebook? Sweet, so, uh, I've got this crazy Facebook story, uh, and I won't bore uh, the audience here with too much of it, but I, I'm I'm really fed up with the with Facebook. So, where can we find you? You can find, <laughs> you, you can find me, you can find Order Grabbers on Instagram. Instagram, okay, great. Okay, um, you can find us on Google. Okay, uh, Google my business. Um, we're, we're, we're there, um, but um, we are looking uh, to redo our Facebook page. Cool. Um, I had somebody doing it like early on, and we lost. Uh, he or I lost the password to the account. Oh no! And so, and so, there's no real customer service to Facebook. So even you go onto those the um, communication boards or whatever like that, and no one's helped. I can't get into that page. Guys, so if you have, if if anyone out there has a way to do it, please yeah uh, get in touch because uh, I would love to get my reclaim <laughs> my Facebook page back. All right, so Instagram for now. There's a website. Website ordergrabbers.com. You, you can, can order us. off of there too, right? You can order off the website. Um, and then app. App both in uh, iOS store as well as the uh, Google Play store. Super. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Fabulous. And this is how I end all my shows. You're about to hear it. And we're out. Well, that was such a fun interview. And how surprising to learn all about the restaurant delivery service world. Amon Wilkerson was a great guest. 
And I hope that you download the app for order grabbers or get online and use it to order from one of our wonderful local restaurants. I also thought it was a great bonus that Aman shared his vision to help Seton Hall students be part of the business and give them the real world experience that they'll need going out into uh, the job landscape and getting a job or starting their own business. So that was super. Thank you, Aman. Uh, I want to share with you a couple of events that are coming up that I think are really special. The first one is the Seton Village Food Truck Festival. It's at 76 South Orange Avenue on tomorrow, October 19th, that's Friday, from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. There's going to be live music, there's going to be food trucks, and a beer garden that's sponsored by Gaslight Brewery. It couldn't be happier that SOMA businesses um, and events are really featuring a lot of food trucks. It's just a cool way to experience lots of different cuisines and get everybody really excited about um, an event. So I'm really excited to share that with you and you can bring the kids because it starts at 5 p.m. How cool is that? Another event that's coming up is a school board candidate event on October 23rd. This one is the Coalition on Races Board of Education Candidates Night. Candidates are being asked to share their thoughts about integration and equity in our schools. It's just another opportunity for you to hear from the candidates about their vision for the school districts and to get to know them better. So that's Tuesday, October 23rd, 7.30 p.m. It's at Marshall School, which is on 262 Grove Road in South Orange. And then Sunday, October 28th, save the date, it's the Diwali Fest, New Jersey 2018. That's 12.30 to 6.30 p.m. at the Woodland, featuring South Asian talent in our region. There'll be dancers, musicians, chefs. You guys can try different cuisines. You can dance to Bollywood music. And there's gonna be so many hands-on workshops for kids, adults, and shopping, something that I love. I know you do too. And they're also gonna do a traditional lighting of the lamps. Last year I went, it was so beautiful and so much fun. So I definitely urge you to save the date October 28th, put it on your calendars, and head on out to Diwali Fest. Lastly, just a quick little reminder that October 31st is Halloween. I know you know that, but we have our annual Halloween parade in Maplewood Village. The businesses come out and they give out candy. It's something I've been doing with my kids for many years and I hope to see you out there. It's a really fun event for kids, adults, and it just celebrates the community in a really fun way. So that's all for today. I just want to remind you to please follow me on Instagram, subscribe, review. I love hearing from you. I love chatting you up online. And, you know, thank you for all of your support again. It's just people have started telling me that they tried a new restaurant because our guests have recommended one. And that is just a high compliment to know that people are listening and doing some cool things with the information and and the recommendations shared. I want to give a couple shout outs. Alan Friedman does my audio editing every once in a while. You can find him at audiolifer.com. And uh, Russell Olesh is the composer of the Sip and Soma theme music. And just want to give him a big shout out today. Thank you all for being friends of Sip and Soma. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week and online. And I'm out.